The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. You, <laughs> bro, you be coming to me about how I started motherfucking podcast. I was making sure to be quiet because I thought you was gonna come through with the fire, and that's what you said. What, what did you? What would you have preferred me? To I don't know, but hey, no, no, bro. I thought it was going. I thought you was coming with the fire, bro. Because like you, you done, you done came for me the last couple times. I done started this motherfucking podcast. And I still will, bitch. And I. Still will. Ah, uh, you. All right. Well, anyway, look. All right. Hey guys, welcome to yet another motherfucking episode of mother. All right, let me let me not. I, I won't do all that. Welcome to another episode of Horrible Decisions, guys. I feel like I, we should have a spiel by now if this is your first time listening, but we don't. But it's a sex podcast. Welcome. This is your girl Mandy B, aka Full Court Pumps, aka Pet the Stallion, aka Dead Bitch. I'm not as excited, but my name is Wheezy. Uh, <laughs> and today we have our. First, I can't believe in three and a half. This years. ain't our first. Oh well, we had a Patreon episode, and it went there because we realized that nigga might be lying. It was, <laughs> we had, it was a little suspect. Our first male escort, like I definitely know he fucked for money. That was his job, but it wasn't even his job. It wasn't like real. Like to me, when I hear escort, like sex could happen. And correct me if I'm wrong, Anthony. Before we intro you, but I feel like escort, you have to do it all. I feel like you have to be a companion. I have. To, I feel like you have to be well-versed enough to be able to go on a fucking trip, a wedding, whatever the fuck it is. And if it turns into sex or leads into sex, be skilled in that enough. Don't just show up at my fucking door like, and just think, like, that's your job? Like, you really want to tell me this shit? No. I, think that, I want nah. the and whistles on it. I mean, there's definitely levels to being, like, to escorting as a whole. But I don't think you got to know how to be a companion to be an escort. I feel like if you want to make a decent amount of money, just like a good stripper is a salesman. Okay. Well, Anthony, you are here with us today because <laughs> you are a male escort. And I don't, I, I, I'm sure you're a lot more, but we're not going to talk about your other gig or job or your career because we, we want to well, get down in, to the in, dirt. It's in your bio. Like, can you tell us your yeah. name just a little bit? Introduce about yourself you? to our listeners. Okay. All right. Well, first of all, good morning. Good afternoon and good evening <laughs> to everyone, depending on where you are in the world. My name is Anthony Asante. I am a professional boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> red you, bitch. Straight <laughs> male escort catering to women only. Well, damn, you took a whole bunch of questions out that we had. <laughs> All right, episode's over, guys. That's you it. Know what? Everybody had questions i went on live last night and i asked on twitter everybody was like does he have sex with men and women does he have sex with men and women are most no. in, did you mention that because most male escorts are fluid did you do, do you find that to be true uh most guys that say that they are male escorts whenever i don't hear the word straight or if it is ambiguous 99.9 percent .9 of the time they deal with men and women and women okay. okay but usually most of them deal with men mostly well 
I think the the market because men pay for sex more than right. I would assume I would women do. Well, not only that, it's uh, also that women's sexuality, in my humble opinion and experience, is slightly different than men's, and uh, um, the money is more with the the male client more so than it is with a female depending on your your client okay i've had clients that were very 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 rich i've had some that were poor how do you have poor clients well, some save up for a special occasion. Oh, okay. Now you got to be real horny. You gotta be real horny to be if putting you in a little piggy bank. Me, I'm like, damn, this shit gonna overdraft or not? Do you take PayPal, Square Cat? What's preferred? <laughs> do you I, do you have like a layaway system? Like, do they like I, like can they lay away like, your you dick? See, I'm gonna get that shit. <laughs> Shoot. Well, let me let me start by dispelling some. Um, misconceptions okay when people think about a straight male escort catering only to women they generally think a woman paying a man for sex um and sometimes that happens but what i think is really going on deep below the surface is that a woman wants to <laughs> Where you going? <laughs> I just want to say while, while you're cutting off Siri, um, where you're going with this was not where I thought. But my mind, you you know, I, you talk, I wasn't thinking. I either, was literally getting, well. I was literally about to be like, when a woman pays for a man, typically I thought you were gonna say that man got a big old dick because that's the only like. I think that I, I would assume a male escort or any man that is charging women for sex just got a whole baby leg, and most women feel like baby legs ain't found out here in the in the in the wild. Do you remember very often, like two years ago, when I was talking about how I watched Gigolos and I wanted to pay for uh, yes, escort, but I was like, oh, I want him to spend the night. I want to go to dinner. I kind of get it. Do, and what, real quick too, before because you just said that, and while you're dispelling myths, is there a difference between the term gigolo and what you do, or is, is gigolo kind of intertwining with male escort? Uh, for me, there really is not a difference. A difference, okay. okay. It, but I know for some, they make a distinction. And what's the distinction, like, that you've heard of? One is that it is a way of life. Um, but for me, there is no distinction because uh, catering to women is, as a professional boyfriend, is a way of life. For me, it is a discipline. I get up in the morning. I do. I have certain rituals. I do certain things. Um, and I have certain exercises. I have certain, I have a certain diet. I have, when I get ready to go on an adventure with a woman, uh-huh. then there are certain things I do to prepare. So there are certain things that I don't do, uh, so that I can come with the correct energy. And the look, uh, my mind is going somewhere else. I thought your cum power. had to be a certain taste. No. I'm thinking no. like, like now the diet, the diet for the cum. Like, what you're really talking about, maybe an adventure. Well, before we, because I do like want to get into your do's and your don'ts, how you pick your clients, and we're gonna get more into that um, for the horrible decision because everything that you're saying is going to be the meat and potatoes of this episode. Mm-hmm. So, if you guys have not picked up yet, we have a whole male escort, and we're gonna deep dive into you know how how you kind of how your operation works but before we do that we gonna go ahead and throw us into our vanilla shit now you guys may have heard us talk about a doll brothel before but this one is in <laughs> las vegas which i want to bring up because it's one of the only cities that are semi-open i was right about now. to say i think uh. i think the one that we talked about last time was in europe or germany or something no they were trying to open one in texas but there's one in canada like, okay but, but definitely they have them in europe but like they're getting closer and closer now here's the interesting part so um a fluid gender social lifestyle club that rents space to a sex doll operation is in Clark County, and they're in federal court because they're trying to retain their business license. So the studio place is basically operating as a fluid lifestyle learning center. 
and they are an educational institution and have been since 2016. However, there's allegations that the property is being used as an illegal sex club and sex doll brothel, and they are suing back because they're basically saying that they don't want their business license provoked because they have not encouraged those things. So, you know what this reminds me of? We were at the bank trying to open up our business account. Oh, God. And fuck, fucking our logo was at the top, of course, that said horrible decisions. Don't know why it fucking got put oh, there. Oh, no, no, no. I know no. what happened. So our business title, just to let you guys know, does not. It's just an acronym. There's no horrible decisions thing in there. But Alex needed to send us. at this. Well, at this time, we were at the bank, and we needed an actual letterhead That's right. for, for our business to open and up this, this bank account. And this motherfucker sent us a big-ass horrible decision at the top of the letterhead and was like is this good and I'm like nigga I just sent you the LLC name and, and so he put that on there and literally we're at the bank and we just get started like we all these questions well do you guys do anything involving sex because if it's a sex based operation we can't really open your business account here and they just started asking all these questions about sex it also reminds me when people like when I was out when, when this podcast early you know started off early um, I was kind of ashamed especially working in corporate how to explain what my podcast about so instead of saying you know we destigmatize kings I would so it's a podcast about women empowerment and sexual liberation and so that's what this I reminds me of Health. Sexual health. Okay. By the way, Anthony, have us remind us to come back and ask you about bank account stuff and how that works in your business. Sure. Um, so the sex dolls experience. Okay. Basically, this is what they do. You get to go in a private room to learn about these dolls. It's an hourly rate. It's undisclosed according to their website. However, the rooms have beds, couches, TVs, at least one stripper pole, and bondage equipment. Um, now, the judge did not deny that the social venue um, social op- venue. operated as a sex club, but she did say, the judge, if people have sex, they're doing it in private rooms. Um, and there's nobody else involved because it's a doll. So that's why they're having such a hard time figuring out what this place is because it's not technically a brothel. Because there's no one having sex on the other. I ain't even going to hold you, especially right now with everything with COVID. I would find some type of COVID law. There's no way you're going to sanitize everything to make this not be sanitizable or whatever. Sanitizable. That is a word. I feel like it is. You know what this made me think of? In New York, uh, I believe one of them, I used to live by it. I think it was on 40-something and 8th. One of the left few uh, private viewing rooms for porn. Totally legal because someone's alone and you don't know what they're doing when they're looking at that DVD. It's the same shit. Man, that's gross. Now, the only thing I will say that ain't shit about these people, how is the educational center? Because you're learning about your body. Like, just you're like, not- no, just like, and y'all know I don't really do science, but the anatomy is a part of science. And when you're learning as a doctor, they lay like little little dolls on the table for you to learn the anatomy of a human being. Oh. So this is health. You learning the parts of a body, man, with the doll. I'll give you that. I'll, you know what I mean? Good. Put Give me my law degree, Man- bitch. Mandy Cochran. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I loved that vanilla shit. I thought it was good. So, no, I did think that was good, too. Moving on. We're going to get to the horror d'oeuvre. Our horror d'oeuvre segment is basically where we get you give you a sex tip every week, and we have one from a listener. I love this one. And then, Anthony, we would love a sex tip from you as well. So, if you could think so, about so it. While so while we, while we read this one. tip, sex tip from one of our listeners, if you could think of one to give our audience, just so you know, too, it could be a sex tip that you have for men to please women, or it could be a sex tip to give women to please men. So just think of one in your head while we read this. All right. Hey, Mandy and Weezy. I know I probably sound like every other email, but I absolutely love y'all. I mean, I think. <laughs> and my husband and I get caught up all the episodes together. Thanks to this podcast, we explore things we, he would he would have never even thought about. She put in parentheses, he's Jamaican. We heard you, sis. But anyway, <laughs> I have a sex tip that will drive him crazy. If your man likes you to eat the groceries, for those of you who don't know, that is the ass. The Buddha hole. When he's on his back, position the tip of your nose on his balls and move your face around so the balls and booty hole, all caps, and it says Mandy voice, are stimulated at the same time while also jerking him off. This can also be modified while licking the gooch if you're scared to go lower as well. Try this and your man will thank you. The nose, she says. Um, so the thing about that is, um, you guys smell it? Not only smelling it, but like, so I've done it before, like not necessarily on purpose, but when you're down there licking the booty hole, you do make it, 
you still use saliva and spit and now it gets wet down there in the booty hole. You already got like move the cheeks out the way. So my thing is I don't want to drown. And to me, I don't like feeling like all that spit and all of, cause now it's booty juice and spit. I don't like that. It's all in my nose. I feel like I'm going to blow little Buddha juice bubbles out my nose. I don't like that. I ain't even going to hold you. Well, but, she said you got to lean it. <laughs> yeah, but even if you lean it while your tongue is there licking the Buddha hole, now you got the spit and the Buddha juices going up your nostrils. Was this a fucking hoarder that was debunked? I mean, I feel, I feel like, do you get what he laughing? I just feel like that's that for real, girl for real. fucking type this email. She's uh, like, I'm about to kill it. And I feel and like he was like, well, as the anal expert, <laughs> you know, I'll be down there in the booty hole, and I've done that. Like, I don't like all that spit getting up in my nose, bro. So that's cute if it works for her. I'm gonna tell you now, beware, you may drown. Okay, so so we gonna come to Anthony now. I'm sorry, if, you know, and that's the type of tip we would love to hear from you uh. since you out here since you out here getting paid and shit. Can you go ahead and let us know if your tip is for men or for women and what your sex tip is? Um, actually, it's for men. Okay. Okay. And it is more so think about seduction. Mm, sexual seduction. More like a, um, more like a dance. Okay. Then, Not a lot. So this will be hard for white men. <laughs> <laughs> you need rhythm. Okay. I'm so, sorry. I have so, to. So seduction. What tips do you have for men to seduce? Well, that's what I was saying. We Think of seduction more like a dance mm. than a battle. Okay. What if they can't dance, Anthony? Well, you can still think of it that way. It's a, <laughs> it's a give and take. It is having fun. It is um, wanting to discover so much about the person that you're with versus I got to get this. In you know, terms of I like seduction to- is not being physical, you mean? That's how I take it. I mean, when you think about like the book, The Art of Seduction, one of the most popular books for sex, right? People always talk about how it starts before you get to the bedroom. And I think that's mainly the issue that men always have with sex is that, like, sometimes we don't even really see a side to them until we get to the bedroom. Like, I think flirtation can go beyond just touching me. Like, certain things that you're saying, you know, eye contact is a big Anthony, one. I ain't going to hold you. Your tip just sounded like a horoscope. I ain't understand shit. Like, I didn't get shit out of it. Like, I need to know a, a, a tip. Like, are we dancing actually in the living room? If we're not really dancing because we're bringing up rhythm, like, what is something that you do in seduction? Is it how you look into her eyes? Is it, do you hold her hand and rub it smoothly? You know what I mean? Like, mm. how do you seduce? Okay. You get All what right. I mean? Feel well, uh, with women... What you have to do is deal with her mind and thinking about you in a sexual way. I always say that if a woman is not trying to rip your clothes off in private, then you've done something wrong. Oh, okay. So... I, I like that. We just said that last we, week. We were, we, yeah, we just had that with, talk with mom. With the guy who was saying how even when he knows a woman wants to have sex with him, he's not necessarily pressed right away. Like, he mentioned that, you know, he likes to wait it out. And I liked that because I think that more often than not, like, we normally, it's the instant gratification. Like, let's just get it over with. Let's fuck. Whatever. Even a nightcap, for instance. Mandy and I debate about this all the time. But I've always liked kind of spending time alone before the first time we have sex, which is a lot of people's first time, right? You go upstairs, you go to their apartment, they come to yours, whatever, and then you fuck. I like that, like, lingering feeling. I feel like that's going to give me the rip the clothes off moment. If we don't kiss and touch Mm -hmm. and flirt before that, I'm not as... Hi. Shit. I went hiking and just had a those compoyo and a coffee and a bitch. I was ready to fuck. So I don't know about you, but he well, was fine. Well, maybe the average woman ain't always ready. Well, shit. All it took was someone. I was compoyo, bitch, and I saw him every day after. So uh, Anthony's tip is a dance. Mandy's a chicken. 
all right for the for the horrible decision today here we go y'all we're getting into the meat and potatoes now it is male escorting 101 so we're gonna start with the first question you wrote in your bio that you were in the military before i think we've only had one other person it was be nasty right yeah maybe yeah and um i'm curious to know so that was your job how did you get started escorting how many years have you been doing this um nine years i started in 2011 okay and how did it happen the crisis well (laughs) 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 no uh i was in i think it was right around that time (laughs) time. (laughs) Uh, i was in law school okay and i was at a law library in dc and uh i saw this woman uh, that looked quite attractive. She was there doing some research. She was a partner at a law firm. Okay. And uh, we struck up a conversation. It went quite well. She asked me out for dinner. Um, we connected. Mm-hmm. And I thought that she was going to ask me over for the night. But uh, she asked me to instead... She gave me an indecent proposal. She asked me to bring some pleasure and some joy and some excitement to her life. Now, you have to understand her mindset and the mindset of many clients, at least of mine. Um, she was very successful in her profession. Right. She was at the top of her game. Very little time for BS. Very little time for boyfriend. Very little time to date. Mm. Yes. Makes sense. Uh, plus, um, a lot of men, because she was very beautiful and very successful, a lot of men felt intimidated. So she didn't get approached a lot either. Okay. And uh, so she decided to ask me to fill in as a boyfriend for her. At her beck and call. Did she make it sound like that at the time? Uh, no, but... Because uh, it doesn't sound it, like it it's was, when you want it. It sounds like, I need you to do this for me. No, right? no, no. She knew that uh, my time was limited also. She would ask, are you available such a date at such a time? Now... Um, we did that. We connected. We had lots of good times in and out of the bedroom. Okay. Um, and she introduced me to some of her friends that were in the same boat. Um, were you getting paid at the time? Yeah, she was. She was helping me out. Okay, so I didn't know if it happened once you went to her friends. No, so no. when it first started. How, what was payment like? Because I'm curious to know, because I feel like when I start hearing stories from escorts, whether they be male or female, if I've ever listened to a show or whatever, it starts like a sugar mama type of thing. Was it for you immediate cash? Was it gifts? How did that start and how did you know how to go about it? There was cash. Uh, There was some gifts also. Uh Can I ask you a question? And and this is, this is because, and this is just me finding it odd. Y'all met in the library. I get it. Can I ask you? What color she is? Oh, she was black. Oh, she was black. Yeah. Well, okay. I gotta be honest. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was a white woman wanting a black man. I'm not gonna lie. Too, because no. that was one of the questions I had for you. So mm-hmm. I hold on. Let me let me let me finish this. Uh, and I, I I certainly I'll certainly get to your question now. When she started introducing me to her friends, mm-hmm. um, I figured. If I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do it right. I researched the business of providing companionship to women. Okay. I got a male escort mentor and I got a male wow. escort coach. That's amazing. I paid these guys to show me the ropes. Both of them had books. Both of them had been in the business for at least 10 years. Mm, they shit. taught me the ins and outs, what to do with women, what not to do with women, how to present myself, how to do all those things over and above just fucking. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the other thing. There's more to this than fucking. There's a hell of a lot more to it. I have clients that I've never even seen before. 
We just talk on the phone. Wow. Women are paying for that? Yeah. Lonely bitches. No, Men do that. too. Yeah, but I just feel like there's, it, it's always odd to me, and we've had this conversation before. To me, there is an abundance of dick. Niggas just be ready to give but dick out. But maybe that's the point. It's not just dick. That's it. But you, like, men without a job can talk to you. Like, there's like if you're saying you don't have a lot of time, I feel like there have are. Have you not felt like it, take, it took you a long time to meet a decent dude? Well, also because I was hung up on fucking the same person for the last seven years. But even when I got into being in school and working my job, I felt like he served that purpose and he still paid for my Ubers to come see him. Like, I didn't right, feel like I had to see. Maybe not seek. everyone has that access as you do. And I think that's the other thing that we have to take our heads out of. Like, and, and I always say this to you, too. Like, when you're like, I can't get how people just can't go. I, get I can't. Dick. You were abstinent. You said nobody was worth it. Fucking, you've been through that moment. Granted, it was Corona when it wasn't right. We go out. We do certain things. We mingle. We have a different life than a lot of people. And if you're that woman or that person or that man, much like a man who pays for pussy, right? Let's just say that maybe you're too awkward to go out. Maybe like you, you're not as confident enough. I think this is the easiest thing to like. I, I see. I can't believe you can't get it. I mean, we can't get a lot of things like we don't agree on a lot of things that's just one thing i genuinely i don't understand as a woman just because i know how how open i, I mean just how easy it is to get men i guess but my well, question that's that's really not the issue most of my clients uh can get men they just want certain types of men and they want it in a certain way mm-hmm. um, okay so and there I have I have clients who if they can't pay a man for their companionship they don't want them. Is it, they do don't you, want him. Do you notice that that is a certain type of job from that woman? Like that sounds to me like a power like, like a, a, a power a, trip. It's a power trip. Well, I feel like it may be it may be that, uh, but more than often, uh, more often than not, they want. Uh, someone that is going to be there for them and not going to burden them down with their own crap going on in their own heads. I, I guess I don't have to tell you that some men have big, big um, drama and they bring all that baggage with them to uh, a relationship with a woman. Some women don't have time for that crap. Most Agreed. women who are very right. successful uh, have a lot going on. They don't have time for that. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have, hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcast. Do you find that... I feel like when we've watched glorified male escorts on TV or something like that, we assume they're younger. But when I was watching Gigolos on Showtime, like, those men were in their 40s. They weren't necessarily this, like, model-looking Abercrombie, like, 20-year-old kid. And... I'm curious to know if you feel like your experience or age or what, whatever kind of level you have in life has been more of an asset to you. Um, yes. 
Uh, I'm no spring chicken. I am in my 40s. Um, but what I bring to my adventures with clients is that I am, I have life experiences. I was a husband. I'm a father. I'm a son to my uh, parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in business before. I have all of these things, these life experiences that I can bring to the table and discuss uh, with women. And that's one interesting thing. All of my clients have said that the conversations that we have is just as important as to them as anything else that we do. With with the question that we had earlier, I know Mandy and I both were like, oh, white women, right? I, I'm curious to know, your first experience was with a black woman. With your time as a male escort, when you've had white female clients, well, I know you only sleep with women, but... Have you encountered some, like, I want to try my first black guy, I want to be with a black guy, and, like, has that been some of the experiences? Yeah, can you tell us about that? I have had uh, some clients uh, that fetishized uh, black males. I personally don't have an issue with it. Uh Uh-huh. So do you – because we had a few questions for some femdoms that we've had that were black Mm. women – that know they're being fetishized, but it's almost like I'm getting paid for it, so let me run through them. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like it's easier because you're getting paid for it and it's just a service? How do you check out of that? No. Um, I don't police what's in a woman's head. It's my, my role is to be there for uh, warmth, tenderness, to make her feel... Uh, whole and connected. Whatever it took for her to reach out to me uh, is her concern. It's her. Um, it's hers. Mm-hmm. I don't have to can, navigate or t- to police that. Can I ask you where your clients find you? Like, I'm familiar with, of course, like seeking arrangement. What's your price in the dating um, sites or in Eros? Like, I have a lot of friends on Eros. If a man wanted to be, I guess, on a website or find clients, how do you go about doing that? Is it an agency? Is it a website that you're on? Like, how do your clients find you? Um, my clients. Most of my clients these days are from referrals from other clients. Oh. Having said that, uh, some clients find me on my website, mm-hmm. some on the other social media outlets. Do, have you ever – this is random, but I just thought about that when you were saying you don't police what's going on in their mind. Have you ever had to cut a client off? For either how they were treating you or because maybe they were falling in love. Like, can you tell us about someone you've had to cut off over the years? Because um, I'm assuming not everything is worth the money. No, it isn't. Right. But having said that, I've never had to cut off wow. a client. What's been your longest client? How many years? Um, six years. Have you ever had someone say like, okay, like, I know you're into me too. Like, I don't want to pay you anymore. Has that ever happened? No. Wow. Wouldn't you feel like a man would start doing that? What? I feel, I could see a man saying Men, men do do that. Um, some of my female escort friends um, talk about it all the time. If you're enjoying However, the sex or they're attractive and they're assuming like... Well, yeah, I, I feel like it's like... I just feel like it's a little different, especially because, I mean, I've been on the receiving end of it where I've been a companion to someone who was married and I benefited off of it through payment and gifts and those sort of things. Um, And I think that there does become a time where men, because of their ego, don't want to feel like you're only around them because they're doing something for you. Mm. Like eventually, especially if you're giving even to these women that companionship to where now they feel needed, they feel wanted, they feel like you're interested in them. I think that it's a little mindfuck after a while. Like, damn, we really vibing, but is this all an act? Does this woman really enjoy me? And so I think that there has been times where, yeah, a man will be like, dang, I got to pay you this time too. This is the arrangement we got into. Yes, you have to pay me. And, and as soon as like the dynamic shifts change or I feel like they want more like a relationship, this we didn't start off as wanting a relationship. And I, I think that the women, I guess, and differently, 
they're very upfront with what they want from you. And I think with men, most are yeah. most men though. Yeah. And most men, I think after a while, especially if they're paying for companionship, they want to feel actually wanted and not used. Men hate feeling like tricks. And I think it does give a woman power to, to feel like money. to use to use it, it, it in yeah. a difference. You know I what I mean? I can see that. It's a little different. How has um Corona impacted your work? Um, it has dwindled it. Dwindled. <laughs> I'm sure for <laughs> um, a lot of sex workers, it has for sure. Yeah, but it's actually starting to pick up. Oh, we see now in Atlanta, you- it's picking up too. Bitch, <laughs> they out there twerking in pools. What um, what's the weirdest thing someone's asked you for that you had to say no to? What is the weirdest thing? Too Inter- freaky for you. In in interesting enough, women don't ask for these things. Women Dang. don't ask for the for the. You know what's crazy? I'm asking. A I believe you. If I'm paying somebody, oh, you but know I'm pegging. But but here, here's here's the issue. And I, I want to make sure I, 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 I really bring this home. It is really less about the sex than about. And more about the attention. Because it's the boyfriend experience. More you, about yeah. a, uh, someone that helps you to feel whole, connected, alive, um, attended to. Those sorts of things. Now, let's, now, the reason that most guys can't do it, and especially a husband or a boyfriend, is because life is hectic. Life, we have so much going on. We have a, a job that is usually eight hours. We spend an hour trying to get ready to get to the job or preparing to go there. An hour coming back, that's already 10 hours in the day. Mm. You uh, sleeping for seven or eight. Yeah. Right. So how much and time am I supposed to you? probably tired. Mm-hmm. You know, after all that, after a day, that's a good 17, 18 hours. You're, you're, you're selling me on this. But now that I thought about husband, has a husband ever found out about you? Uh... I do not know for sure. That's but, my answer too. But, oh wait, <laughs> he got I, the same answer as me. I've had clients that cut me off. <laughs> they never called you. Like no man's ever called you and say, "Who is this?" Uh, no. But I had clients that sort of disappeared. Yeah, yeah disappeared. They done it to quickly. me too. However, mm-hmm. I will say they this. found out. Then <laughs> I will say this that most of the time, um, couples are. Close to 45% of my clientele. Mm-hmm. And um, most of the time, it is the husband. Hold on, wait, wait, sorry. Or the my boyfriend. Head. Couples are your clientele. Stop, let me stop you there. Yes. Couples are your clientele, your professional boyfriend, though. Are men hiring them for you for their wives? Is it a cuckolding situation? No. Okay. Okay. The husbands are engaging me. For their wives. Wow. Now, um, when that happens, uh, usually they are the ones that initially contact me and work out all of the details. Do they ever, has one ever asked you to like meet her at this bar? Don't let her know that I'm paying you. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's interesting. (sighs) That, so the husbands do this for you. Okay, wait, wait. This is really interesting to me. Yeah, because the wife ain't never solicited me. I'll be honest. Well, what kind of some men... wives do? I mean, uh, it, 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 maybe it, not you, but maybe not I me know particularly. Other I'm sure that right that wives are that wives are being solicited. Do you find that it's because they don't have the time to dedicate, or they feel like they're not pleasing their partner sexually? No, um, it could be more well, of a cuckolding. It, 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 it could no, be that. But most of the time, what I find is that uh, the husband and wife have been together for sometime and they felt that it is time to open up their relationship and they want to do it in such a way that they're in control he knows that i am not going to be interfering in Mm -hmm. their relationship that's right that i am not going to uh uh harm her in any way um he wants someone that is Professional, caring, loving, kind, 
and all those things. And, and, and we'll treat her like a queen. When, right. Although you won't get an interfering, right, in, in, into their relationship, nine years, six years is a long time for someone. Have you ever fallen for a client? And how do you protect yourself from doing that? A lot of our listeners have considered getting into sex work, things like that, or even if they're just kind of... I think the normal way that we see it today is girls will DM guys, whether it be rappers or athletes or whatever, and because they're attractive and maybe somebody you'd be with for free, they don't know how to differentiate that. Have you ever fallen for someone? And can you tell us like how that worked out? It's very difficult to answer that question because I, I uh, tell me what falling means to you. Mm. To me, falling for someone means you can't separate it as work anymore. No. Wow. Say that. I, I, I agree. I mean, I think that it's been even with me. Like I, I, for my Nigerian that I had, I played every role that he wanted me to be. And I've really cared for him as a person. But when he stopped being able to pay me, it was pretty easy to walk away. And I think that that's a lot of the relationships that you get into. But I think it has more so to do with knowing what it is up front. And like I've said, even with dealing with married men, because there's nothing in my mind or mentally I know there's a blockage for what we can eventually be in the future because it, it to me, I don't think that I could ever marry this man. There's a, already a mental blockage as to, well, I know what this is already. Mm-hmm. And it, you keep it there. And I mean, when you're in this industry, especially with a lot of women, like you may still care for the person, but you know, at the end of the day, this will roll. Yeah. I mean, and that's truly what I meant by falling for, right? Because I'm sure, like, I'm sure you care, right? It's hard. Of course. How can you be, like, a total robot? But that is what I meant, though. Like, if you ever got to the point where, like, fuck it, I don't care. I care for all my clients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a rapport. We have uh, mutual care and concern for one another. Yeah. But we know that it is a a a relationship that is too... That is of two parts. It is a personal relationship and it is a business relationship. Yo. How do you for for a lot of questions we had, like people were asking about safety and I I read that you we were in the military, but still like safety, what precautions could a man take that is going to do this? A lot of men are worried they would get robbed or something like that. Like is it vetting? Is it your place versus theirs what what does safety look like for a male escort because we always are worried about women but we never really consider truly the safety of men it's going to be different for each guy Mm -hmm. Um, i would say that if you're going into this line of work with fears about what if this what if that you're not right for this position say that you, that makes sense. You have to go with your authentic, not being afraid of anything or anyone. But how do you prepare, though? Because I get I get you not living in fear, but there still has to be safety precautions that I would assume you take. Like sure. my friend, like my friend, she worked on Eros. Her safety precaution was asking for an ID and running it through a background check to make so sure vetting, this, yeah. Yeah, to, to make that. sure that this person yeah. is exactly who they say they are. I've and had, then I, I mean, I've had also girls who hired security guards who would be outside the door. Well, see, I think I at first meant physical harm, but I am curious now talking about vetting because I know a lot of those sites are gone because of SESTA. How does your vetting process work if it's not word of mouth? Well, they're going to contact me and say, um, Sharon, Karen, whatever, you know, told me about you. Um, do you have any time? So it's always word of mouth for you. I was no, going to say, what if no, some, so always. say someone hits you on your Twitter yes. or your Instagram. Yes. You're very up, up front with what you do and what services you offer yes. this companionship. So say it's not a referral. Say someone slides in your DMs and is like, I heard you on horrible decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, you're everything that I'm looking for. How do you know that this person, say, isn't a cop? How do you know this person is really serious and willing to pay your rates? Like, how do you vet that person to know whether you want to move forward with them or not? Sure. That's a good question. Uh, there are a number of things that I will have them do. And, uh, for instance, um, you have to pay a deposit to see me. Okay. Fair. If, Smart. If, if, if they don't pay a deposit, I know they're not serious. If they – I just got a – 
text today saying, are you available? Now, you cannot go to my website. You can't find any ad that I've posted anywhere on this planet that doesn't say no text, please. I will not respond to it. Mm. I know that that person is not serious or either is oblivious to mm-hmm. everything. Either way, he or she will not make a good client. You sound me. like a hairstylist. Then bitches, be, <laughs> then bitches, real quick, because when you need a book to get your hair done, they be like, no, no DM, te- no, text. no text, book through the link in what? bio. <laughs> Do style seat. So you true. literally just sounded like a hairstylist. I and I ain't really even mad. The same thing. The same because when people don't read, time. don't waste my time. And you can pick up on that too. Like a person who isn't reading or can't even follow instructions, yes. you know they probably not even serious. How is that makes what sense? Professionals you, have procedures yeah, they do. and processes. Yep. Now, if you want, if you like the fact that I am a professional, respect that I have procedures and processes mm-hmm. and that you need to um, go through them also. You're speaking as though what you do is a business, and it is, but how is it legal? Okay. That, well, we know none of this is legal. <laughs> well, I disagree because it's not to, legal. To me, how I would answer that question if I was an escort is someone's paying me for my companionship, and if I decide to have sex with them, it's my choice. That won't work in a court of law. Like, will it, is it, will it not? That's what I'm asking you in your experience. Well, I'm not a lawyer. I only played one on television. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, any a, a prosecutor can make a case for just for sure. anything. Right. Now, I have had a client where we just laid in the bed and watched television. Mm-hmm. She paid me for my time. No prosecutor is going to – a prosecutor could probably, you know uh, – File charges, yeah, but it's not going to fly. No one's right. going to convict that. But having sex it was, now, it, it was just, it was just companionship. Mm-hmm. Now, there is also, if you contract directly for sex, then that is uh, illegal. Prima facie, <laughs> um, um, illegal. Right. Okay. On its face, illegal. However. Suppose you contract to uh, for me to cook you dinner at your place, uh huh, and uh, and you, that was it. Oh, I was gonna say, and then what? You put hold it on, in. Hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and things got a little hot and heavy, right? And it uh, escalated. Escalated to the bedroom. Is that against the law? You got contracted to cook. So I guess it's, yeah, how, so it was like, if they go through the, the, the ways of how it goes, but that's why even, um, John or like undercovers will mostly make sure they let it know yeah. that I'm here for sex. And that's why they right. also cannot arrest the girl or, or the, the sex worker until they accept the payment, knowing that sex is agreed upon. I just watched so that too on Hollywood on Netflix. Yeah. That's where yeah. she was like, Oh, please just take, he's like, well, I don't deal with it. And she was like, please, please take this tip. Yeah, and, and he when like, he took okay. it, that's when she he was arrested. Do you want to get into the whole confession, or how many? Do you have any I, more questions? I just do want to ask really quickly um, if you date people in your private life. Mm. Uh, I do not really. So in nine years, you haven't had a girlfriend. No, I was married. Oh, you were married before you started. No, I was married when I started. Now let me oh, tell you something. Shit, I'm this loving was the it. tea. And this is the whole confession. <laughs> Tell us about that. Because you said was. So was she like, I can't do this anymore. Um, we had, we were having problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and we separated. And. Uh, then the crisis came. No. <laughs> no. While we were separated, I decided to do this. Right. And uh, then she contacts me and says that. Um, she wants to work it out and try again. And um, I looked at it and thought, okay, well, this is the time to let her know. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm providing companionship to women. Is that an issue for you? What'd she say? No. Wow. She said it wasn't an issue for her. No. 
The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. So you guys decided to reconcile the marriage and she allowed you to keep doing this. Was there any rules or guidelines that she gave you? Like as far as protection no. or no? She, no. She, did she want to know about it? Did she ask you about your encounters or your other cl- or your clients? No. Wow. Uh, she didn't even want to talk about it. Well, we talked about it. If she asked me some questions or if I had to go see a client, I'll let her know I'm going to see a client. I oh, feel like dang. if my man came home, I'd be like, what was she like? What was she saying? What did you do? Because <laughs> right? you're so cu- it's so curious. Did you find that maybe it would be it'd be easier not to discuss it? Like I I could only imagine no. for a sex worker that is dating someone and wants to open up, or maybe even someone who's listening that has a newfound relationship, like figuring out that boundary, I guess, between each other for communication. I'm actually curious. You said you were married. And she was okay with it when you brought it to her. But is that the reason you're no longer married? Did it become to where she actually did end up having an issue with it later? I I think it was partly uh, involved. What I think was primarily happening in the uh, final breakup was that some of the old issues that led to the original breakup. Separation, right. Cropped up. Yeah. Okay. And, of course... My uh, being a professional boyfriend for women did not uh, help the matter. So all that came to bear uh, Mm. on the relationship. Do you feel like you do better at your job being single? What do you mean? Do you think that it's easier to do this job? Maybe you have less in your mind. Maybe you just have more energy to give. Do you feel that it's easier to do this job single versus being married? Oh, oh, um... No, no, no. Really? And the reason why is that um, being in this work has actually helped me to be a better husband or boyfriend and have better relationships with women. I could see that. Even, even female friends are, are my mothers and my sisters. Yeah. Because my energy now is is so respectful, loving, caring. Yeah. Uh being empathetic and know how to um navigate. I guess that uh, those relationships. And that's my last question before we get out of here. Um you mentioned your sisters, your mother. So a lot of women find shame in opening up about being sex workers to their family. Is that something that your family knows of as a part of your life? I want to ask you keep, your, your kids. Do you too. keep that away from your family knowing? Well, my family and my closest friends know. Okay. Uh, my mother, and it's a very interesting story. I, I like telling this story. When I told her what I, I, I told her I was a um, male escort, her first question was, 
for women or men. I was gonna say, <laughs> black mamas, you gay? <laughs> no, that's that's. I mean, I think that 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 was honestly one of the most asked questions when we said you were coming on was, well, does he escort for men and women? Like that was a common question. Do so, do not women surprising. seem to have a concern with that? Like, do women ask you that? Do you do men too? Like, oh yeah, yeah. And, and see, here's the thing. Um, my clients are very driven, very successful, very accomplished women. And they want men who can interact with them in a particular way. Now, because of sense. their drive and that sort of thing, they have to take on masculine Because we characteristics. associate all the time. Right, right, right. So you out here playing statement, huh? What's that? Stedman is who Oprah got, and we all know that he's around. Like, well, when I, if I would say that, Stedman is poised. He's attractive. Yeah. He's not someone that seems like he can't get a woman. He doesn't seem like a user because you know he could. Mm. However, she's rich. She's and rich. And she's like, you are my boyfriend. I don't need you to do anything else. Just focus on me because mm. I'm fucking rich. And, I, yeah. and she has that much power. And then, of course, her friend is gay. But the Stedman thing is always interesting because I have heard people talk about Stedman in that way. Like, oh, like he just gets to sit around or whatever. But... I'll be honest, when you look at a man like that with his age that looks the way he does, and he seems to treat her very well in public, I don't see why you would think he wouldn't have somebody. But it wouldn't make sense because I'm sure you may be solicited to go to company dinners, company functions. Yeah. And I mean, I remember when I was an accountant, that was my thing dealing with certain guys. I was like, ooh, now I need someone to look the part for me. Mm -hmm. So I understand if these women don't have the time to go out and date and find partners, that you can't fulfill that role, but also be in a room to where you blend in with their colleagues. What percentage of clients do you think you sleep with? Probably about ninety five percent. I mean, that's honest. And my just my last one. Okay, what boundaries do you have, if any? Is there something you don't allow, or a rules that yeah. you give clients? I yeah. guess disrespect. And I want to talk about that for for a minute um, because I've heard the term thrown around here for a minute, and I'd be. Um, I don't use those terms. Uh, these H's and the N word. Okay. I know that humans are much deeper. We are a force in the universe to be reckoned with. Other beings admire us. Mm-hmm. Other beings. Um, if we. Oh, concerning the N-word, I have done some study about people of African descent. And that word is just incorrect on so many levels. Politically, you don't, politically it's incorrect because you don't let someone who has been an enemy to you define who you are. You don't take on those terms. Geographically, when we look around the world and we see black people, the vast majority of us come from Africa. You got some from uh, the the um, Australia. You got blacks in Papua New Guinea. You got blacks in the Peloponnesian Islands, Oceania, so on and so forth. But most of them have connections with Africa. They just say that they migrated from Africa. 50 to 100,000 years ago, or some folks even say Africa came from them. Right. So, and we have certain ways, certain um, characteristics. We do things in a certain way. History tells us that the vast majority of us in the United States, in the Caribbean, and South America come from this place that we now know as Africa. Mm -hmm. And that we are... If you listen to Dr. Yusuf Ben Yakinen, and um, who actually lived here from um, lived here for many years in New York, and if you listen to Dr. John Henry Clark, we were the pyramid builders. Just because our political, social, and economic situation is on the bottom now in the world, doesn't mean that we were always there. In our great civilizations, we were known as the most 
generous, the most loving, the most kindest, and the smartest folks on the planet. So I go through life knowing that I am much greater, that we are all much greater than what somebody tells us we are mm-hmm. and that some people say we are in the popular media vis-a-vis hip-hop. Mm-hmm. It has contaminated us and contaminated our minds. Man, we are in canon's class. You know, I was like, well, y'all, that is something for y'all to um, think on and ponder. Um, we, I mean, I've gone into meetings asking what my end count, what my end word count was. So I appreciate you having that outlook on it. But anyone who listens to this show, I mean, I embrace it the same way we embrace the word whore, the same way we embrace the word slut, bitch. I mean, it's something I call my home girls it's kind of just like it is it's a way of life and how we talk um but would but, you hire me if i called you a b and h i mean it depends if but you say bitch i mean it all depends on how you <laughs> say also, it i think it's, it's the I, same I, I, I can tell you this my clients would not but I also don't expect that if a woman I don't know or a man I don't know to call me that but I also think the other difference from it is much like the n-word if it's used between two black people there's a different meaning I mean between a black person saying it to another black person in camaraderie than a white person saying it to me much like no one's calling you a bitch but I've had that word weaponized and used against me much like whore right so so if i use it in a way that's a sisterhood for us and be like okay bitch oh look at you or a hoe and all that i mean i think it's it's the way you you receive it i do um guys we are gonna put his name in the description of this episode um do you want to go ahead and say your at name just so anyone listening can find you if they are interested in asking questions or anything sure um you can find me on Twitter, which is Anthony, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, Asante, A as in Anthony, S as in Sam, A as in Anthony, N as in Nancy, T as in Tom, I as in Indigo. On uh, Instagram, it's Anthony.Asante, and on Facebook, it's Anthony Asante one the number one and again guys that's all going to be in the description of this episode and my website and his website anthonyasanti.com boom there you go that's everything you need to know if you're interested in asking him any questions or receiving a companion guys we are also going to leave you with a five minute bonus clip um, of Patreon if you want to support our Patreon platform go ahead and sign in at patreon.com backslash horrible decisions every month we drop three bonus episodes also guys every Monday y'all can hear my new podcast out now it's period sis type it in you guys will also maybe hear it on the speed somewhere but check it out and thank you guys for supporting us Weezy you, you want to leave off with anything Tuesdays check out for facts sake I think last week we did sugar who fucking knows what we'll do this week random stuff fashion sugar eggs I think I want to do semen next but I feel like I know everything I like about semen. it so it, this really should be something that I don't know I feel like it should be something I don't know maybe I'll have Mandy come in as an expert if it's semen I ain't no semen expert. I, I used to. I really enjoyed common uh, condom sex for a long ass time. I wasn't catching no nut. Anyways, oh guys, name. make sure you go ahead. Bye. Thank you, Anthony, for joining us. Go ahead and check Thank out you, this ladies. bonus clip. This has been yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. Bye. Peace. Um, I had the IUD and Nexplanon. Oh, you had both. Okay, what was your experience, positive or negative, with both? Negative with both. Ah, okay. So and the why? IUD, the IUD at first seemed really great, and then I started having problems with BV. Okay. Wow. And it was a slight. It wasn't a strong. It was just. It was continuous. Medication would not make it go away. It just seemed like a very, like, low case of it. So I, I'm typically more of a naturally. Um, moist person okay. and I think that contributed to it so but after I removed it it cleared up I never had a problem again oh wow okay and what about with the next planon um the next planon is what I've had currently since March 2019 and I've had problems with irregular bleeding heavy bleeding cramping um and when I say heavy bleeding I'm talking about two to three weeks at a time Oh, wow. go off for a couple of weeks and then another two to three weeks. So it's been really difficult for me with the next one on. Um, 
it's so crazy because you saying so we talked about the excessive bleeding now you're bringing up the bv which causes an, an odor down there and essentially these are both things that will keep us from having sex and if we wanted to not have sex we would just be abstinent like shit we're literally trying to get on birth control to have kind of a more control of our sex life and not getting pregnant and yet here it is all a lot of these options make it to where now we don't even want to have sex because now we're bleeding. Now we have an odor. Now we have yeast infections, which, you know, cause pain. And, and it's just really crazy. Janae, um, thank you, Chrishell, for sharing that. Janae, what is your experience with either um, the Nexplanon or, or the, the IUD? Um, I've been on Marina uh, going in September two years. I first had it implanted. And then somehow, some way, it got dislodged and moved. And because I continued to bleed heavily throughout the whole time it was initially inserted. It, so it moved? I, yeah, it moved. I don't oh, know. Oh, you had a big old dick in there. <laughs> no, I, I well, guess. I, I don't. I, will, I have. It depends. On oh. whom, but I'm married to a woman, but I have other partners. Men. Okay. Um, I, well, then can I yeah, ask you? my shirt. Polly, I see. Can I ask you then, as um, a, a woman with a wife and in that relationship, why you chose to get something so long term? Um, well, is it because have, you're poly? No. Well, kind of. It was to my period. Um, I was starting as I got older. I'm 43. Um, I started to have longer periods that were um, my cramps were becoming more painful. So I, it was suggested by my OBGYN to first start taking the pill. I had a, I started the pill and bled for like 40 plus days. So got off of that, went wow. to Agestin, and then she recommended the Marina, and we'll try that out. So that seemed and, to work. And that one, did you get the one for, I think there's an option, ask me, correct me if I'm wrong, um, Bo as well. There's one that's good for five years and one that's good for 10 years. That Marina- you yeah. have the five-year one? Okay. Mm -hmm. And there is- There are two uh, others as well, or three well, yeah. others. What are the three yeah. others? So there's a five-year, a 10-year, and what are the three. other ones? So the 10-year is just the there's copper the one. That's the oh, that's just the copper yeah. one. Three. Okay. five years, yeah. And, and there's a three-year. Soraya, um, I unmuted you. What is your experience? So um, after a mishap, after stopping the pills, because I started with the pills fairly late in my life, um, and then I ended up getting pregnant with my new partner who I'm currently with now. Um, and I had a medically suggested or med medically advised abortion. So I had the IUD, the Mirena for three years, um, got off of it about a year and a half ago and I'm actually having trouble conceiving. So, um, I also do struggle from PCOS. So that's also a complication. Um, the birth control was supposed to regulate my period, which it did, but it like made it like almost kind of like incognito. It kind of disappeared. Um, and so now we're trying to get myself, my body back into this normal ovulation flow. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I won. Woohoo. So that's a yes on the apple pie. I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie. Woo. I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is.